0: As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these large buildings? Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting at the Mount of Olives opposite the temple Peter James John and Andrew asked him privately tell us when will this be and what will the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished then Jesus said to him to them be aware that no one leads you astray many will come in my name and say I am he and they will lead many astray When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is still to come, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. There will be fires and glacier meltings. There will be pandemics. But this is but the beginning of the birth pangs. This is the gospel of our Lord. The good news, the end is near. The apocalypse is upon us. Last night I was thinking that I needed to have a sign and hang it around my neck saying the end is near just in case people forgot what the message of today was. What do you do... When you see the guy standing on the corner, or standing near the stadium, or outside a building, and he says, the end is near. I usually turn and walk the other direction. I do not want to hear any of that stuff. Today's gospel snippet, and the last time we hear from Mark this year, is known as the Little Apocalypse. At least the beginning of it. When you go home and reread your gospel lesson today, go ahead and read a little further and you'll get more of the picture of the apocalypse. For those of you who like apocalypse type reading, not the zombies and stuff, but the other kind. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. Jesus is going to usher in a new world. And if this is the beginning of the birth pangs, I want to know, at least, Jesus, can you tell me how many centers am I dilated? (laughs) Birthing is not easy. It's not for sissies. If this is the beginning, what is it going to feel like when we're in the middle of it, when we're like at five or seven? Or toward the end, when we're third and goal? I have bad news. And Pastor Mark asked me if I would come here today and give you a a message about this gospel lesson. I said, I'll only come if it's good news. I don't know. I think I got taken. Today's gospel passage is not one to make you feel comfortable It's not one to bring you peace. You will not go away hearing this with a good warm cozy feeling At best if you are the discerning type you will feel a bit off Kilter a bit off balance perhaps you will not feel safe exactly No mark describes a lot of action but there is no discernible timeline There's a feeling of chaos and great confusion and great distress. And the disciples have lots of questions. How are we to live? What does this mean? How is this good news? And I dare say that this little bit of the gospel of Mark comes at the exact time we need to hear it as a church. As a faith community. Jesus said it over 2,000 years ago, but it's just like he's sitting here today. I mean, there are wars and rumors of wars, and the world is literally on fire, and polar ice caps are melting, causing great floods, and we hear leaders all around the world behaving badly, sabotaging, circumventing truth and goodness for the sake of power. Deceiving people that they are sworn to protect. And then there's this global pandemic that we are currently dealing with, with so much death and so much sickness everywhere we turn. We've come to say that we are not going to find ways after the pandemic, but how are we going to deal with the pandemic in the future? There is really no end in sight. And when Jesus turns to his disciples and say, this building, this temple that you're admiring, well, it's all going to come crashing down. Not one stone is going to be left upon another. And I wonder how the disciples felt. I'm sure. Despair, discouraged, confused, probably all of that, but mostly after discussing it, the disciples wanted to know when. When? When is this going to happen? We need to prepare. We need to go buy our duct tape. We need to go get our case of water or cases of water. We need to have our batteries for our radio. We need to have canned food and dried food. We need to have our blankets. Remember when the year 2000 happened, those of you who were alive when the year 2000 happened, and and we were all running to Ace Hardware and figuring out a place where we could hunker down because at the stroke of midnight, all hell was going to break loose. The world was going to turn dark. There would be no electricity. There would be rioting in the streets. Nobody would be safe. Where were you New Year's Eve, 1999? Were you watching the clock? Were you crossing your fingers? Were you hunkered down? Or were you partying like it was 1999? (laughs) With not a care in the world? I was kind of somewhere in between I was a little worried But not a lot worried I mean really Could it really happen? And it didn't The rumors were abandoned The lights stayed on Electricity stayed on The clocks rolled over to the year 2000 And we were all fine And there's been lots of other rumors Of the end of the world I mean there's you can look you can google it the world was supposed to end lots of different times so how are we to live how are we to live when the world is literally on fire and prophecies abound we are living in such a disruptive life and i want you to know and perhaps you want to know when is jesus coming what are the signs of the new kingdom? Are we seeing them? Are we looking forward? Are we looking back? What is going on now is only the birth pangs, the beginnings, of, the beginnings for us, for the new kingdom. There is much to look forward to, and there is much dreaming to be had. And congratulations, Cross of Grace, for how far you have come. I hear a rumor that the mortgage is about ready to be burned next year if all things go as planned. Now, some of you I haven't met. My name is Terry Ditzler. I'm pastor of Roots of Life. Hopefully you've heard of Roots of Life up in Noblesville. We are a mission congregation. But I knew Cross of Grace when you were but a baby. When you were in utero, actually. When Mark was being Pastor Mark, was being birthed as a baby pastor up at Bethel in Noblesville. He was an intern there, and as his internship ended, he was able to become a mission developer for Cross of Grace. And I was part of that congregation. And I watched Cross of Grace grow through Infanthood and through teenage years and then as a young adult You called me back to be your associate pastor of evangelical mission to start a church in noblesville Because the church that we had attended had left the elca So here I am up in noblesville trying to birth a new church in the middle of the birth pangs of this world. And in some ways, I feel like new, new Palestine, Cross of Grace, is such a model of what church can be. All generations welcoming, serving, giving back, dreaming and dreaming and visioning and dreaming Helping those across the world in Haiti, you are truly disciples who are not bound to what Jesus said. Isn't that a coincidence? Jesus said you should be scared, Jesus said you're going to have pain. And yes, you've had pain. And yes, some of you have been angry. And some, yes, of you have led fearful lives. But here you are together in community, caring for one another and caring for the community and caring for the world. Just as if the kingdom had already come. And earlier in Mark, Jesus said the kingdom has come. And now he's saying the kingdom will come. So how are we to live just as you are? Now, Roots of Life is in a different place. The people that we have attracted are people who have been hurt by the church. They've left their churches because of theology, because of doctrine, because of all sorts of reasons. And oftentimes, Roots of Life is the last place people are going to go before they leave the church altogether. And sometimes, Roots of Life is the first place they come back after being on church churchcation. We have young families. We don't have that many people over 60, which is a problem, actually. We don't have the wisdom of the church. We don't really have the traditions of Old church now traditions can be good and can tr- traditions can be bad they can hold us back But right now we don't have a building We are a church without walls We had a building where we were renting for five years and the pandemic hit and our five years was up So we've been worshiping outside today If you look outside <laughs> is not a good day to worship outside So they are in a rented space at the Parks Department in Noblesville. And we will be there off and on throughout the winter. Most of my people are used to us traveling around like a Bedouin tribe. And we do take care of one another. And we do take care of our community. And we try to take care of the world also. But it's hard. I have a dream for Roots of Life. I have a dream that we will be a retreat center for people inside and outside of the church. That we will be a place for spirituality. You know, we've heard oftentimes that the nuns are growing in numbers. People are leaving the church. But they want something. They want community. They want love. They want kindness. They want to live with the people who are generous. They want to live with people who are forgiving. They want to live with people who are still learning. They want to live with acceptance and a welcome. And so I have a dream that this can happen. But it's also a dream that needs collaboration from other people we still love your support that we have and we are so grateful to cross of grace just because we've been around for nine years doesn't mean we still don't need your support we do when we are such an eclectic group we are a small group we are like the island of misfit toys (laughs) in so many ways (laughs) and as you can imagine we still need support from the outside world. I'm not just talking about churches, but I'm also talking about mental health institutions. I'm talking about the art community. I'm talking about a yoga studio. I'm talking about um, regenerative farming. I have a vision that we will be an oasis for other people who feel like they're misfits in a world of people who are hurting and discouraged who are looking for the kingdom that has come, that is coming, and that will come. I thank you all for your support and for your love and your encouragement. And if any of you brought pies today, I thank you for that too. Amen.